Hi, Craig. Hey, Laura. What's up? Welcome back to my apartment. Thank you. Where we're recording always, always Out of Range, to be here. episode 11. Does it feel like long more episodes to you or less? I was surprised when I heard 11. I feel like there's In been more. Way? I feel like there's, there's been more than 11 for some reason. I think it's 11 episode, but like 40 hours <laughs> worth of talking. I think we've redone a few as well. Yeah, I think so. Maybe only two. There's one unaired episode. We drank a little too much. If you donate enough money, <laughs> if you donate $10,000, you'll get the unaired episode. It's true. Craig and I record an entire episode after drinking too much alcohol. That should be a perk. And you, we could not air it. You we both listened to money? it the next day and we were like, no, nope, nope. And I had to come back and we had to redo it. Did we talk about the same topic the second time? No, we totally got rid of that topic. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. Every $100 you donate, oh. we'll drink a bottle of wine. And air that episode to only you. And you'll get that. And you can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> no, that's not fair because people that didn't pay will be able to listen to it if they like air it. If they, no, but it's like, but they, but if they get it, they can do whatever they want with it. It's okay. like that episode, that uh, record that that mm. awful person bought from that band. What are you talking about? <laughs> What was the a real band? story? Yeah. Wasn't that the uh, the Wu-Tang Clan made a record and <laughs> they only made like one copy of it? And who got it? Some rich old guy, rich asshole guy. Was it the EpiPen guy? What the fuck? <laughs> you know the EpiPen, the guy, you know who I'm talking about, the EpiPen guy. No. Is this a real story you're saying? Yeah. The guy who was in charge of the who okay, got the company bought the who, only who made the EpiPens cost so much money. He bought the only copy of this record. What? And, and he then, could do whatever he want with it. I don't know. I don't think he, I don't know if he did anything with it. This just the plot thickens <laughs> every week what here. Are the on range. What are the chances he was the EpiPen guy? <laughs> I think a lot. I don't know because <laughs> we were just talking about him. We were just talking about him. Okay, let's focus. Is there are the lights too bright in here? No. Okay. It's a podcast. They can't okay. see us. <laughs> I meant for us. Hopefully, this isn't one of those episodes. Oh my that god, I have aired. the giggles. Okay. Yeah, we got this. We got this. It'll get real serious real fast. I feel. So you just came back from Mexico. I just came back. We didn't from even introduce the show. Tijuana. Oh, this is, this is out of range. <laughs> The occasional podcast where we talk about all things diabetes. Semi-occasional. Or is it real things diabetes? I real can never thi- tell now. Oh, my God. Re- we talk we change about it real week. things diabetes. Real things diabetes. Yes. The good, the bad, the ugly. So you just came back from the most dangerous city <laughs> ever. I just came back from Tijuana on Saturday to see how easy and accessible and cheap it was to get insulin over there. And it was all of the above. <laughs> and not just any insulin, because you can walk into any Walmart in the U.S. and buy right. so this was, RN and pH. You walk into any pharmacy, and we asked if they had insulin, and they all spoke English. And they brought out packs of Novolog, Hemolog, Traceba, Atlantis. And then like cartridges and other things, and mixed insulin that we had never heard of. But they had all those brands. Most of them only had one pen of each one. And like they in were, the whole pharmacy? Mm-hmm. Because they usually take phone like call 
in orders ahead of time. Oh, so someone so will say, like, I need a refill yeah. of Lantis, and then if I they come in, get a bunch. Yeah, exactly. So if I, I need six months of Novolog pens, they'll order that and then like have it ready by the time that I get there. And that's what they all encourage us to do. They're like, here's oh, okay. our phone number. Here's our personal phone number. Call us if you guys are coming back. Because we like scoured every pharmacy that we could go into. But not one did – not one pharmacy – let me rephrase. Every pharmacy we went into had insulin. Yeah, until you left. Until we left. Um, but it was – so cheap and so easy it was it was i think what was more overwhelming for me was just like not having to go through any like any like it's just you and the pharmacist and then she hands it to you and then yeah. you pay her you and then you call leave. your insurance you don't need your doctor to write a prescription There's no pay yeah it was crazy i i mean i've obviously lived here my entire life having type 1 diabetes and it was just weird to see another side of things but each pen there was about 14 dollars novolog and Humor. u.s U.S., equivalent? yeah. And then someone bought like a pack of Traceba pens, five of them for $150 each U.S. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay, I know. You have what are you going to say? You have, I was just going to say that the the reason for the trip, I, I was going to say that I understand the side where a lot of people don't live in Los Angeles like I do and they can't drive to the border of Mexico and walk over. And the point wasn't saying that everyone is so stupid. They, that's what they should be doing. It's that yeah. there are other options if you feel that you're in a spot here in America that you can't afford your insulin or the insulin that you want, that there are other options to get it in other countries. And there's and everyone that's telling me that they can't just go to Mexico, which I understand. We get that. That wasn't our point at all. So what was the point? Just to show that there are other options. If you can't afford your deductible or copay here and you need insulin, there are other ways to get it than to die. This whole, like, there were these stories, there was that stories that came up about that kid, what was his name, Alex or something, that mm -hmm. he was found dead in his apartment with all these empty insulin vials around him. And he was, like, rationing insulin yeah. and died because he couldn't afford it. And it was like, okay, this is crazy. There are other ways to get it. I do want to point out, because I think this is a good disclaimer. Okay. Uh, if you're having trouble getting insulin or affording insulin, <clears throat> there are plenty of options. Go to beyondtype1.org forward slash get dash insulin. And there are a whole bunch of, I actually literally just found this page yesterday. So it's not like I've been hiding this from everyone. <laughs> um... If you need emergency insulin, you can go into any emergency room and get some. Uh, there's places like the Affordable Insulin uh, Affordable Insulin Project, um, all three big insulin manufacturers, Eli Lilly, Sanofi, Novo Nordisk, have discount programs depending on how much money you make if you're having trouble affording it. Um, Obviously, if you don't make a lot of money, you can apply for Medicaid or one of the state Medicaid programs. There's Walmart. Uh, go online and ask Laura. <laughs> and I can find some. She'll for you. find someone with insulin. Um, and there's a lot of different places on this website that are listed um, yeah, where we you should can get information link. about insurance because insurance is very, very complicated. Uh, right, we're not we going to dive this. into all of that. I know this. I do this every year. I look at the costs of different insurance from my employer, and I have a spreadsheet, and I say, if 
I do this, it's going to cost this much. If I do this, it's going to do that much. What's worth it? It's a lot of work. So don't, if you're having trouble affording insulin, there is there's other things to do besides rationing it. There's people and things there to help you. Definitely. And you can go into any Walmart. And buy it over the counter. And buy R and PH, which are different than the Lantus and Humalog or Novolog you're used to. Right. But Craig and I were saying, him and I were, when we were diagnosed, that's what we were prescribed. Yeah. And that's how we, we lived. Got, we got through the our yeah. adolescent years as type 1 diabetics. It's better be to be alive with old insulin than dead with no insulin. Exactly. We should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. But, and also I just wanted to say that because the most questions there is this pharmacy in, okay, well, let me say this first and then there's this, this far, okay, there's this pharmacy in Canada called Mark's Marine Pharmacy and their whole headline, like their tagline when you log on is like, we ship you insulin and you can have your American doctor write your prescription, say that your insurance says, we're not going to cover you for Humalog or Novolog anymore. Mm-hmm. You're now going to be on Apidra, which is what I'm on. And if you're like, well, wait, I've been on Humalog for 20 years or 15 years and I don't want to switch. They can send that Humalog prescription to this Canadian pharmacy and the Canadian pharmacy will ship it to your home refrigerated for about 80% less of the cost for about the same price as what we were getting insulin for in Mexico. So there's that as well. You don't have to get a passport. You don't have to fly to Southern California and walk over the border. Yeah. There are options. Yeah. And we'll provide links to this stuff. Yeah, definitely. So let's just, yeah, let's. That's out there. That's it. That's what we wanted to say. If you need help, there is help. Um, I think what's, were you going to say that? No, no, no. So I think what's most interesting about this whole story is sort of looking at not necessarily the complex global economic issues of insulin and why insulin costs what it does. It's very complicated. It's not that exciting. Um, And to be honest, like without sitting in front of you, you, Laura, with like a script of like, I don't know, the whole, all the facts, all the data, I would just be doing a disservice to everyone. For this episode, you mean? Yes. Okay. Uh, But I think what's more interesting having seen you guys go to Tijuana and in hearing people's reactions is sort of the personal side of mm. how different people live, you know, with diabetes and right. afford the things they do. Because we have to understand too that everyone's copays are different. Yeah. Everyone's deductibles are different. And every country is different. Everyone's plans are different. So there are people that have these insane copays and insane deductibles and other people's other people don't. So it is exactly what you said. It's all personal and it's all custom to who is yeah. talking about it. I think this was really striking to me because one of the really interesting comments or not comments, but like replies mm-hmm. uh to this whole Mexico trip was someone in Mexico saying, I believe she was in Mexico saying like, yes, it's cheaper than it is in the US, but for people living in Mexico, mm-hmm. it's actually still pretty expensive. Like if you look at the average salary for someone in Mexico versus the cost of insulin, it's really high. 
So it's not like Mexico is some magic place with like cheap insulin that anyone can just go to and like live happy diabetic lives. Um, and I think that put it all this stuff into a more interesting perspective for me. Mm -hmm. of, I agree. I saw those comments. And, you know, even looking at uh, Canada, for instance, like obviously it's different in Canada because people in Canada get free health care. But Europe. you look at, yeah. And the UK. But if you look at, for instance, um, like the strength of the Canadian dollar versus the US dollar, like it's weaker. It's 30% weaker. So something in Canada costs them 30% more than it would us in the US because our dollar goes further. Same like within Mexico, like a, the dollar, the exchange rate is different. And so these are all very interesting things. And this was something that I experienced right. with, but not we necessarily with about, diabetes, but like when I was in Venezuela years ago. Right. But we are talking about free compared to hundreds and thousands of dollars in co-pays and deductibles, which yeah. is not a, a 30% difference. True. But people do pay for it in some way. Yes. And that brings us to the whole mm -hmm. Medicare for all debate. Okay. Right? Are we spreading the costs of healthcare over everyone? Because we, it is global. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at something like Canada or the UK and well, anyway, everyone mean, gets I, free, you know, healthcare, but everyone's paying for that with their taxes. Yes. And the way it's working in the US is that us as people with diabetes are spending the money to then get those drugs instead of my so neighbor who doesn't have diabetes. Right. Okay. I do completely understand what you're saying. Right. And it's... it's oh, I see. You know what I mean? It's, yes. It's yeah, a... Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of just a... So everyone you're saying in these places where they do get free healthcare, they're all paying the same amount from their taxes so that people with off. something like type yeah. 1 diabetes get it for free where yeah. we're at like, this is your disease, you pay for yeah. it. And it, it's not like Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk are like, oh, you have free healthcare in Canada. We're just going to ship you vials of insulin and not charge you like someone's paying for this and it's the people who are paying for it it's which, just which everyone's paying for the insulin instead of just you and me paying for the insulin so which would you prefer to live in oh obviously i think that the free where everyone's paying where everyone's paying a little bit because that would mean that you're also paying for someone that has but that's a very another disease yeah, we're all helping each exactly, other. Exactly, which I think is the way Which it is interesting. Be, I mean, this is a very like political thing. We've never and I done know an episode people don't this political. Like it. Please be nice to people us. People did not know. Please I don't, be I don't nice care. to us after this episode. I don't care if they're nice. I'll just block them. I don't like getting mean messages. I think it's I think it comes back to this idea of empathy, which we were talking about a yes. little bit before. And what's interesting to me is the longer I've been, we've talked about this a lot, how I didn't know anyone with diabetes mm -hmm. for a long time. And then I started meeting all these people. And I think once I started like doing beta cell, I think specifically, and then type one run and meeting all these people and you see all the different lives people Stories. have and and everyone's struggling, right? Like no one's just like, oh, I've got it made, you know, right. life's I have perfect. It all, I have it all figured out. I think you naturally, maybe not naturally, if it's not for everyone, but you develop this empathy and you understand that like 
we're all just trying to live and we're all just trying to survive. And if it's not with diabetes, it's with something else. And the, yeah, and does it, it comes down to this question of do people deserve to live? I think is really what it comes down to. Do you believe that everyone deserves a chance to live? No matter their circumstances. Or if they got an unlucky roll of the dice and their pancreas, you know, isn't producing insulin. And this question might... Is it just, you know, the Darwin Awards? Like, right? You're just... Right. Well, this question... And listeners, this question might sound really dramatic with Craig saying it. Do we think people deserve to live? But there's a reason that he's saying this and we should bring up the article. Yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's very coincidental that like the day before you went to Tijuana. I know. It, it's a weird time to have gone to Mexico to get things when yeah. they're not allowed to come into Which all, country yeah. to get things. Um, so My Glue, which is a website which gets money from the Helmsley Foundation. They have this like social network. What's they do the all Helmsley this interesting reasons. It's a foundation with a lot of money. Okay. And they okay. give a lot of money to diabetes research and stuff. They're great. Okay. You can give us money if you want to. Please. Helmsley, if you're listening. <laughs> they, um, so they have this website and they did this three-part article about living in the U.S. like undocumented, as an undocumented person with type 1 diabetes. Three different perspectives. A person who was diagnosed in the U.S. Uh, while they were in like, you know, detention talking about the a hospital um, treating kids of undocumented workers, and then another article looking at sort of what are sort of government, the Trump government. And these were all recent stories? Yeah, this just went up. Okay. And Beyond Type 1 reposted, reposted this. And James Mansfield will keep getting shout outs on every episode, but whose voice will probably never be heard on it. We keep asking him, guys. <laughs> He's very shy. <laughs> he um, sent us a group in our group chat, uh-huh. sent a message. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe all the awful, hateful comments. From a lot of from mostly this. type 1 diabetics. Yeah, yeah. Which is the most surprising part. And then he sent it to us, and I looked at it, <laughs> and then I got angry. And As you should have. And I think, yeah. It, what I realized is it just came down to empathy. Like, how can you, as someone with type one, so say what the comments, what the, these comments were saying? They were just they're basically absurd. saying like, oh, if you're undocumented, you shouldn't be getting insulin. And the other the other argument people were saying is like, oh, undocumented people are coming here and getting insulin for free, which, for the record, they're not. They're not. They're paying taxes, and. If you buy anything in the U.S., if anyone pays you, anytime there's a transaction of money, there's taxes taken out. And where do those taxes go? They go to the government, and a large part of those taxes go to Medicare and Medicaid. And people get insulin. Like, for instance... Me. (laughs) Laura. I'm on Medi-Cal. Have we mentioned that before? I don't... I don't know if we have ever. So, how does Medi-Cal work? <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's give give me the the elevator the, pitch? The one that I'm on, the plan. I mean, it, yeah. it's all under like the Covered California Affordable Care Act marketplace, yeah. where you choose your plan. And I happen to make not enough. What's the other word? I make 
less an amount of money to where I can qualify for Medi-Cal, which means that I get and Medi-Cal is a California. It's version a California. Of yes, yeah. It's only in California. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's, this is just I'm just talking yeah. specifically the California one. So I get assigned a primary care doctor, who, and I'm only allowed to see that doctor. I get a card with that doctor's name on it, and I can't go into any other doctor's office. And then I'm assigned an endocrinologist. And then I get my insulin and my pen needles for free. I am not covered. You, pay, you don't pay anything. I you don't, don't pay a pay premium. A, you don't I, pay a deductible no. or copay. I do not pay for a plan. The first time I got switched to Medi-Cal, because before I was on my parents' insurance, mm-hmm. and I had military, I had USAA insurance and Screen Actors Guild, and I thought that was good. So then I get my Medi-Cal card, and I go pick up my insulin, and I take out my credit card to hand it to her. And she looked at me like I was stupid. And she's like, oh, no, it's free. And I was like, I literally, I think I cursed at her. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, no, it's free. You're on Medi-Cal. I didn't realize what, I mean, I had to get it so quickly when I got kicked off my parents' insurance. So like, I didn't do all the research. So yes, I get insulin for free, pen needles for free. I am not covered for a CGM because that's considered a luxury Mm -hmm. and not a necessity. Um, so yeah, so there I, are trade-offs. There are major, right. and there's more. You trade-offs can't pay the doctor that. you want. They assign a doctor to you. And the doctors that I have been assigned have been the most. Say it. I don't even have a word. Incom- Barely doctors. Incompetent. The first doctor. Doctor in I, name only. And well, the thing is, what you have to understand: the the majority of people on. I don't know how to word this. When I first went to the first endocrinologist that I was assigned to, she had never heard of a Dexcom. She had never even heard of my Humalog and Novolog that I was on. Um, she saw that I tested my blood sugar. And as soon as she saw that I had test regularly, she was like, you're the best patient we have in here. I, I, they are used to seeing a different kind of diabetic mm-hmm. in their offices. So when they see a type one that has just been switched to Medi-Cal, I think they're very surprised. I had to leave her and go to another doctor and wait for my other card to come in the mail. They told me he was an endocrinologist. I go and see him. He does my blood work. He gets me a prescription for insulin. The second appointment I go to, she, the nurse comes in and goes, well, do you think maybe you should plan on seeing an endocrinologist since you're type 1? And I said, I thought this was an endocrinologist. And she literally laughed in my face. And then I heard her go out into the hall laughing to the doctor saying she thought you were an endocrinologist. Um, so now I have a new appointment and I'm waiting for my new card to come in the mail and I can't get in until April 30th to actually see a certified endocrinologist. And then on top of that, every couple months I get switched to a different kind of short and long acting insulin. What are you on right now? So I started off on Novolog Atlantis and then they switched me to a Pedra in Basaglar. I was really terrified. I get these messages too saying I've been on Humalog and Novolog for 20 years. I was on it for 20 years, mm-hmm. 22. Switched me to a Pedra and Basaglar. I was terrified to use both. Um, I finally ran out of my short acting, so I had to use a Pedra. It does work exactly the same in my eyes. I still haven't touched the Basaglar because I get my lantis from a guy up north. <laughs> And it's just this thing in my head and I get it. I, I just, it's weird to use an insulin that you have never heard of before. Yeah. And now I got Change a Change is scary. It's terrifying. For everyone. And, and now diabetes. I got a new letter in the mail. Well, I, so then I go to my pharmacist. She goes, hey, did you hear about the new switch? And I said, nope, what's happening now? And she goes, oh, now your insurance doesn't cover a Pedra. 
you're on this new short acting called Admalog. And I was like, okay. So she hands it to me. It's these bright yellow pens, which just for some reason rubbed me the wrong way, like <laughs> the way that they looked. And then she tells me, just so you know, a couple people have come back to us saying that they did feel a little lightheaded and dizzy and weird after taking this one. And I was like, this is my biggest fear is being switched to something that is going to harm me. And she was nice. My pharmacist made and she was like, do you want me to write to your doctor saying that you had a bad reaction so that they'll switch you? So she did, even though I hadn't tried it. And my doctor said, this is what her insurance covers and we can't do anything about it. So point being, no, I do not pay for my insulin. I am also too scared to use the insulin that I'm given. Between a rock and a hard place. And it is this toss up. Is it worth paying money and maybe getting a second job so that I have a say over what I'm on or do I just you know well that's yeah that's the debate right yeah and it's the internal debate in my head every single day does Laura need to get a second job to be able to get insulin and that. I know, what, let me say this, I know I'm going to get a bunch of messages saying that y- you, that people are on Basilar and they've used Admalog and it's fine for them. And that's great. Like I honestly, it is a major mental thing that I'm sure I could use it and it will do the same thing. It, it is just that change is scary. That's what it yeah. comes down to. They, the pharmacist says every time it has to be the same ingredients. Like they, they wouldn't be approved by the FDA if they weren't doing the same thing. But to play the other card, like... You know, just the other side of the argument. Sure. It's a, uh, you know, are we changing the conversation from like my, I don't know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Just say it. (laughs) Like. Like I only want to use the best. Yeah. Like our, like. Like what says that Humalog is better anyway. What's our convenience? Like. Right. But it's. I only, I only want insulin if it's the best insulin versus I want. Free insulin? Ins- ins- yeah. Like I'm right. not I'm not gonna take the bus unless it's like actually a limo. A charter. A charter bus. Yeah. I understand. But and my answer is that I've been on this since October no, since last a year and a half. Yeah. And I've been through this much shit and I still haven't done anything about it because I have no money coming out of my paycheck to like because I prefer to not pay for it. Yeah. And that takes us to the greater debate of this episode. Who should like those, be paying for? Yeah, who should be paying? This episode's like a Russian doll. We're just going to keep yeah. opening new topics. For you but it's actually just the same topic over and over again. We just keep putting the doll form. back on and then taking it off and putting it back on and taking I it mean, off. I mean, truly, yeah, I guess you're right. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny, maybe not funny, but it's interesting when there are people on Facebook saying these undocumented people should not be getting insulin to stay alive. And essentially you're doing the same thing. You just happen to have a piece of paper with a stamp on it that Uh says you were born here. And And I'm going to Mexico. (laughs) And you're still going to Mexico to get your insulin. Right. But that's not. So this is like what we've come to that. You are own your life is only worth saving if you have the right piece of paper. And that to me 
is why, if you were following my Instagram last week, I was calling some of these people Nazis because that's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like World War II Germany, show us your papers. You know, does your paper have... Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, the right stamp on it. Oh, you can, you know, live or if not, we're going to put you in this camp. Right, and these which is what we're doing to undocumented people. They are living here. It's not like they came over the border and they're trying to get insulin and then go back home. This is where they live. This is where they work. Yeah, and these people think that they don't deserve insulin. And all of the research says, and I'm just gonna like throw facts out there so people can't. uh, As a whole, undocumented workers in the United States contribute more in money Mm -hmm. to our in their taxes. They pay more than the services they receive. So they are a net positive. The more undocumented people we have in the country, the more money our government has. I mean, I really hope to God we don't have listeners that think they don't deserve insulin. I don't know. Do you think we do? I mean, I I know I have followers on Instagram, but maybe that's different. It makes me feel icky. (laughs) It leaves this really disgusting taste in my mouth thinking about this. What makes you that I like, can't think like that, that these terrible people are getting enjoyment? No, no, no. Not that us? we would have followers, just that people think there's oh, that, that there's people, actually people think out that. there. Because like you and I were saying, is that if I mean if you're a type one diabetic and if you had empathy for no one else in the world, I feel you would at least have it for other type one diabetics. Yeah. Like you know exactly what they're going through. I mean, and you're you sitting still, here listening to a podcast of two people with type 1 diabetes right. talking about their if lives. If you still can't think that someone going through your same life journey and they don't have papers, that they don't deserve insulin, then I don't think you deserve insulin. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I, take their insulin away. <laughs> Redistribute. I mean, let's yeah, Robin Hood this. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Just sit with that if you're one of these diabetic Nazis. What's the next topic <laughs> within the topic as it's getting <laughs> that was very pretty heavy. serious in here? That was very heavy. I was going to say something else about the medical thing. Oh, this is what I was going to say. There's a lot of times I post these new insulins that I get mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, I'm on that. I think I think it should work the same, but I've never been on anything else. And it's because they were just diagnosed. And the first thing that they mm-hmm. got put on was were these meds. So it works for them. And then I'm like, well, then it probably like, you know what I mean? I just am so used to better. saying that I am on Humalonger Novolog that the second yeah. that you put a name in front of my face that I can't even pronounce, I get scared of or I back away from when... It is. It is like this name brand. Like everyone wants the name brand. Yeah. But do they? There's people that are going to message me saying I've been on Admalog and it's fine, and yeah. I'm sure that it is. And maybe it's just like this mental thing I need to. I mean, I I believe in the FDA and their testing that they're not going to just let some, you know. Right. Oh wait, can we talk about this? Yeah. Can we talk about the ra- all the racist people that have messaged me? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys. This is I'm sipping my tea. But you know, some uh, of these guys are people look, listening are people who have messaged you. 
good. Message me again because now I have new information. We're gonna repost and new your responses. Messages. Okay, let me just tell you guys something. I have been in London where I was living and I what okay, sue me for this when I left my land is in Germany. Oh my. <laughs> That's three times on this show you've mentioned. I left my Atlantis in Germany and I flew to London and I didn't know what to do. And someone just said, just go to a hospital and get some. So I go and get Atlantis. Anyway, it was $8. It was fine. I have taught, I talked to people all over the world that use insulin from their countries (laughs) that they're prescribed and they're fine. The second I said that I was going to Mexico for insulin, I wish I had taken screenshots of the responses that said, well, how can you trust that it's the same thing? Well, have you tested the insulin in the lab since you've been home? How do you know they don't mix it with anything? How do you know where it's been before they hand it to you? And I realized at first I was like, oh, wait, I mean, should I be worried? I'm going to Mexico. And then I was like, no, 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 no. These people are racist (laughs) towards Mexico because Mexico has type 1 diabetics from their country that use the insulin that we went to go buy and they're all walking and they're all living. I mean, they don't just keep right. this. <laughs> they don't have this, a, like phony they, insulin. Right. They don't have a sign like, that says like, hey, Americans. dumbass Americans, come get our fake insulin. Like, we'll no, get you. You guys, we we were buying insulin that di- type 1 diabetics in Mexico buy and use and live off of and they're <laughs> They want their patients to live. It was a much different experience. And so everyone who thinks that Mexico is the sketchiest place to get insulin, you need to rethink um, the way that you live. <laughs> is that too much? I mean, think about it. I'm sorry. This I might, I don't know. I'm probably getting a lot of backlash. The people that say that they order insulin from Canada, has anyone ever questioned, are they mixing it? Are they lacing it with anything? You don't totally know where it, you don't know where it's, it, legal it, <laughs> it's legal here. Well, in California. You don't know. No one goes, you got your insulin from Canada. What, what were they doing with it before? How do you know it's the same stuff? Have you tested it in a lab before using it? No. It's Canadian the same. Insulin, you guys, man. people have diabetes in Mexico. I think they lace type, it with maple syrup. Type one. They lace it with kindness. <laughs> <laughs> it's maple syrup, so it just counteracts. Your blood sugar doesn't go up or down. You I'm get saying. as much no, sugar as you get insulin. <laughs> I think it's important to say, no one says that about any other country. And then the time I say I'm going to Mexico, people are just like, be careful before you use it. You don't know what it is. It's a good experiment. We it's should just try different things. It's the same fucking bot. It's the same. Everyone's like, well, if it's generic, you don't know. It's not generic. It's Traceba and Novolog and Huvolog and Landis. It's the same box. It's the same company's logo on it. Stop being racist <laughs> towards Mexico. Am senior, I wrong? Senior Lily's no. insulin. <laughs> Like at Trader Los Joe's. Like at Trader, yeah. <laughs> Trader Joe's brand Trader insulin. Jose. <laughs> anyway, I needed to say that. I needed to get that off my chest. That's what, That was the phrase we were looking for. Yeah. People were know. scared. People were scared about what we were getting. It's insulin. It's brands that people are not being able to afford here. I, I mean, maybe that's... I don't know, maybe not the moral, but maybe that's like really what this Whatever. episode's about. It's, <laughs> it's people are just racist against people from Mexico. This is not what this episode is about. I, that's about. really what that? it is. It's undocumented I guess people two in America. Sto- yeah, yeah. It's build a wall so they can't come and steal our, get our free insulin that I'll point out again. It's is not free. Not free. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, like, let's deport Laura. Hey. 
<laughs> See? I don't think people want to deport you. That would be if you do get any messages. But I do think it would be different you. if we had people from Canada over here getting insulin. I don't think anyone would be complaining that Canadians were getting free insulin. Yeah. No, exactly. That's my point. Right. No, I'm agreeing. Yeah. We're agreeing. Yeah. People are just racist. <laughs> we feel that it's sad that when the people that we expect to be empathetic or not. Yeah. We're all just people. Some of us have type 1 diabetes. We're all just trying to stay alive. There's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I was going to say something like really profound? Yeah, I, yeah. You I had was a thinking look about, about it. I know. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> because this episode just like took a turn, I feel I felt that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. We're in it's a sad. weird... It's a weird place. And also, like, right now, what well, I was also saying, have you ever seen so many stories about the rise of insulin costs, even though they've been rising for the last decade? And now, all of a sudden, I'm getting messages saying that someone from CNN is looking for people to talk about the experiences. NBC just did the story on us. There's well, been these... Pod- Washington, yeah. There's been these... Uh, all these podcasters, the it was Washington Post. And then all these podcasters are messaging me saying, we want to talk to people that are going over the border. And it's like all of a sudden, what, like all of a sudden it's blowing up. Like I said, the way the EpiPen Thing. whole issue blew up. Yeah. We just need a Wu-Tang Clan album and people will care. <laughs> and that's our episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was a full circle. Uh, I yeah. A- I don't know. What? What don't you know? Anything. If I deserve it, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's it's funny because a lot of people Wait, we messaged didn't... me and said, "Like, don't be." Po- I love your show, but don't be political. And it's interesting because I don't see this as a political issue. Like, I think there are political elements because there are two different parties in this country who mm-hmm. have different views on immigration, who have different views on healthcare. But it doesn't feel political to me. It just feels like a moral issue. I agree. These are facts. And that's what it comes down to. It's it's. do you think people should be able to get insulin? Wherever they are. Wherever they are. It's not just Mexicans in America. No. It's wherever you are. Whether it's the uh, the kids in Ghana that James and I have talked to who... I don't know if we've mentioned, I don't think we've mentioned this on the episode. I don't know, but an organization from Ghana reached out to me after I came out from Mexico asking. Which one? God, fuck, I don't know. But they wrote to me this whole list saying, do you have these? Like, did, okay. they thought we brought back a bunch of it to oh, give. That's like another That's another misconception. There were some posts going around saying that we went to Mexico to bring back insulin for diabetics in need. Uh, we went to Mexico to get insulin for ourselves i didn't get any for myself because like i said i get mine for free but i i bought insulin for someone that specifically asked me to get it for them but we didn't come back with this like truck of insulin to now give to other people i wish we could have i mean we could have if we could have we would have yeah it's not like we didn't want to but there are rules about how much you can bring back how much insulin you can import Yeah, yeah exactly um but yeah this this organization forgot to reach out asking if i could like give them stuff that we got like insulin do you know the nicest message I got? 
I, no. Because, well, I, you guys, this story got a lot of shares on Facebook, which I'm only used to my own Facebook followers seeing what I post. And this got a lot of traction. A lot. That was political, these comments. Um, the nicest, the nicest message I ever received. Like, there's a lot of people saying how they have free health care. We all know that. Like, in the yeah. UK and Europe. This guy reached out to me on Instagram saying, he's this young kid. And he said he lives in Ireland and he gets it for free and he had no idea what we were going through and that he like offered to send a box of short acting and long acting a month, every month for someone that need. Should I not say this on here? Because I would have to. I haven't thought about the logistics yet. It's just nice. Like people had no idea that we do have these. That's not the point. Struggles. The point is that this is a person. Right. Who, who saw cares what, about. Who has empathy. <laughs> empathy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I was why we started talking about Ghana, but like we've talked to these kids in Ghana and you know, they get free insulin, but the only insulin they can get is mixed insulin, which if you don't know anything about mixed insulin, it's basically like 70% long acting, 30% short acting. Cuz they can't afford test strips. Yeah, because test strips aren't covered by their national healthcare, right. just so, the insulin. So, so they, they can't test yeah. to know how much insulin to take. So they just basically take this mixed insulin all day, every and day. And hope for the best. And because people make so little money in Ghana, they can't afford stuff like the keto diet because they just can't afford meat. So their diet is mostly carbs. And most people know, yes, you can eat carbs with diabetes, but if you're eating mostly carbs all the time- Then you need mostly insulin. You mean a lot of insulin, and you need a lot of short-acting insulin. I need to be able to test your blood sugar. And so we're in this global system where everyone's kind of screwed one way or another. Sucks for us. We got diabetes. Yeah. I guess everyone who doesn't have diabetes is doing okay. Yeah. They have their own problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else we haven't talked about? I don't about? know. Probably some things. But we didn't talk about your... We were going to talk about our personal... Healthcare? Yeah. You so, want to dive into yours for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. We're very different. In all... Sp- <laughs> but but it, I, think, all I think the, the net result's also kind of the same. Okay. Um, so I work at a university. And I get... I have an option of like four different plans. A cheap plan an HMO plan, an expensive PPO, or Kaiser Healthcare. And I do the math every year, and I choose the PPO, which is by far the most expensive option, What premium-wise. Okay. It's a couple hundred bucks a month. 200? It's like two-something. Um, I get discounts if I do like medical assessments, uh, if I don't smoke, and I promise not to smoke. It's cheaper. What do you mean medical assessments? I have to like go. There's this company that comes in. And, to the school? Yeah, yeah. And they set up these days and we go in and they like check our cholesterol and our weight and our height. And they we fill out this online survey about like our habits. And they say like, oh, you should exercise more or, you know, I bet don't eat so much. No, they don't say that to me. <laughs> don't eat so much red meat or blah, 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 blah. And then we... And you get a discount on your premium? And we get a discount on our premium for doing this sort of- For that month? Yeah. Uh, or total? No, total. So it's it's every month. Okay. 
just by doing this, we get a discount. And it's kind of this shift towards preventative care, right? Like it's great. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, if someone has really high cholesterol, let's get them to lower their cholesterol until we, and rather than waiting until they have a heart attack and then we have to pay for it. So people do care in America. Well, if there's money, I guess. <laughs> if they're right. saving money. Right. Uh, I'm a little cynical on the whole. Like, You're a little cynical. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't noticed yet, if it is your first time. one. <laughs> if it is your first time listening to uh, Out, Out of, of Range. range. Um, so, so there's that, mm-hmm. right? And then my co-pays would be something like 25 bucks per prescription, right? What's your deductible? Uh, good question. Oh, well, so there's a reason why I, I don't really know. Craig Stubing. So there's a there's a out of pocket maximum of like forty five hundred dollars, right? So once I hit that for that's, a given year, that's a ton. I mean, depending on if you have diabetes or not, you can spread really easy forty five hundred dollars worth of stuff you're paying for, right? New insulin pump, Dexcom transmitters. Yeah aren't cheap um so the other thing that i have which is nice is i'm involved in this like study similar it's kind of this preventative type thing through my pharmacy what pharmacy do you use i use the pharmacy at the university okay you know it's maintained by the university through the like hospital system that the university has and through this diabetes program, which I had, I had been working there for a little while before someone was like, hey, you should enroll in this program. Um, I basically have to meet with the pharmacist every three months or something like that, do all of this health screening type stuff. But if I do that, I get my prescriptions, my diabetes prescriptions from the pharmacy for free. Oh. Similar deal. So test strips, lancets insulin, pen needles. That's pretty much it. So you pay 4500 a year? No. Well, that's my out-of-pocket maximum. But right. I pay my, my premium is okay, so you paid a couple $200. $200 a month and then 4500 every year. Well. Right? And then to, everything else. Up to $4,500. $4, right. And then you get everything else but for yeah, free. But yeah, I pay $200 a month and then all of those supplies are free. After you pay $4,500. I still have to pay. My Dexcom is, is not free. And when I was on Omnipod... Uh, I had to pay for that because that doesn't come f- through the pharmacy. Um, so, sorry, we were comparing Dexcoms right there. I thought we were the same. Bunch. No, we're not the same. We're 10 points off. Um, that stuff didn't come through the pharmacy. Okay. You know, so I still had to pay X amount a month. Do you think you have an advantage? You, you, I mean, you definitely have an advantage that you work at a university that gives you these benefits. Yeah. I mean, that's... Also, let me add too that I nanny for a living, so that I don't get, I don't get you can't insurance, get insurance through, through my an work. employer. Yeah, right. And that's it's this weird thing. And I and I remember this was there were stories about this a while ago, and I don't know if I could find them again about why why in America like we getting insurance through your employer is such a big deal. You know, I've it I've, goes back to like World War Two, actually. Uh, little history lesson here, here. no yeah. where where uh you know companies didn't have a lot of money you know they had limited workers and so how are ways they could get people 
without you know paying them more and more like how do we give them more perks and benefits and it was oh we'll give them health insurance and then it kind of stuck and now it's this thing we have where when you're filing out your taxes and you say where do you get your insurance from you know the first choice is oh i get it through my employer i've interviewed i featured a lot of people under just my type who have regretfully informed me that they chose a job only because they knew they would get health care through it it's a lot of like creatives wishing they could do these other yeah. things knowing that they wouldn't be able to get health care through an employer and then now they're in an office job because that's what their parents wanted them to do because that was their best option i mean i remember when i was in film school and in my senior year and my mom was called up her insurance agent and was like i have a son you know he's ill he has type (laughs) 1 diabetes uh what would it cost for him and this was before the affordable care act before um craig's really old you guys so (laughs) old uh what is it the uh because now now i can't i can't think of it now that um People, oh, pre-existing conditions, yeah, yeah. right? You can't be discriminated against for your pre-existing conditions, which I think the Trump administration was trying to get rid of. I don't they know if they did. They for sure were trying to get rid of it. I don't know if it, I don't think it worked. I hope not. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Let's go back to this whole empathy discussion. Uh, but yeah, basically this pre-existing condition thing being like, oh, if you have a pre-existing condition, like type 1 diabetes, we can charge you more money. Um, or we can just say, no, we're not going to give you insurance. And then because you're you just kind of screwed. Too much. Because you cost too much, right? Um, and that's why for insurance to work, you need to have more healthy people than sick people, which why having a nationalized healthcare system makes a lot of economic sense because you have more healthy people than sick people. Because if the only people buying insurance are sick people, it's going to cost a lot of money. And they might as well not even have insurance. Hashtag or forward slash and rant. <laughs> These are just facts, people. These aren't opinions. These are not These opinions. Is, this is just facts. <laughs> you want this me to is, send you some data? This episode is a lot different than otherwise. This is the fact episode. Yeah. So it was I, re- needed. I remember my mom saying uh, at the time, and you know, this was yeah, many year, many many years ago when I was a many. wee little college student. Four score. And <laughs> uh, this would have been like 2010, I think. And uh, it would have cost $500 a month for my premiums, just the premium. Yeah, that's how it was with my, and my mom was on Screen Actors Guild, she's an actress, and it was, she's like, you can stay on my plan. I'm like, oh, I can? She's like, yeah, if you're willing to pay like $600 a month. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I can't do $600 a month plus. Plus all my co-pays and deductible. Yeah. Just not an option. Yeah. Oh, now I remember now. I think my deductibles for my, my, my doctor's appointments is like 25 bucks. Something like that. But that's because You mean your copay for your doctor's appointments? Yes. Okay. Deductibles you, are for the, the Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by three dollar wine. We from got three dollar wine. It and it's the, delicious. It, it, it tastes the, like seven dollar wine. Hit the spot. Um it's like I think it's like twenty dollars or something a visit, but that's, that's because mine, that's what mine was. But that's because I, I am seeing doctors within my network in the PPO, my tier one doctor. Right. Now, now it's now. 25? 
Right, and Craig is also seeing, like before. I say every time, the best fucking doctor, the yeah. best endo in the fucking country. But that's country. because she is in my Right, and I'm seeing network. doctors that don't know what type 1 diabetes <laughs> is. There's two types? <laughs> I didn't know there was you a guys, first type. Yeah, they have no yeah. idea. It is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. But I, yeah, I remember thinking like, okay, if I want to go like I, I do know. this freelance, independent, you know, creative filmmaker thing, like it it was more stressful to me in my mind having to think of like, I have to hustle and get enough gigs every month, not knowing if I'm going to get paid. Right. And this was me knowing people doing this at the time who didn't have type one diabetes and were very stressed out being like, what do I do? One month I make a lot of money. The next month I make no money. And me just thinking like, Oh, what if that's the month where like I need to buy insulin? I would have to be very good at saving my money. And yeah. I mean, I I would all suck. It sucks that this is something we have to think about. It sucks that if you're thinking about what you want to do for a living, it, you need to base it off of if you want to get employer insurance or not. That's terrible. It sucks that we have type one diabetes. It sucks that our pancreases don't produce insulin. And that's, that should be the new motto of this show. We're going to have a new moral every couple minutes. Yeah. Our new tagline. It sucks. Sucks to have. <laughs> sucks, to be us. sucks to sucks be to us. Sucks to be us. We'll put that on a shirt too. It does suck. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and we're all dealing with It's all sucking suckiness, for all of us. All of us, all of the time. Undocumented or documented. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Doesn't matter who you are. We're in a shitty situation. We did, not, we did not ask for this, and now we have to pay for this. And literally the only people in the world who understand who, who understand and who care and will have your back are other people with type 1. And if you think someone doesn't deserve insulin for whatever reason, all it takes is one bad day, and you're going to be in that same boat. All it takes is you losing your job for some reason, mm. and now... You're on Medicaid getting some insulin that sounds like a Easter egg. Russian dictator. <laughs> it looks like an Easter egg. Basaglar. Is that what it is? Admalog. Admalog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not being able to get an endocrinologist. Seeing and someone who you think is an endocrinologist who isn't. They told me he was. Yeah. All you have to do is just yeah. lose your job or something that happened. So hope that doesn't happen. We're all one, yeah, all one bad a day, one bad day away from <laughs> being in someone else's shoes. So the moral, it. Oh, what's the new moral of episode eleven of Out of Range yeah. is treat others how you'd like to be treated. Golden rule. You know, it always comes back to the golden rule. I feel like I think so too. That's why it's the golden rule. Any situation. We're all in this together. We have your back. You just have to have everyone else's back. And don't be We're afraid to. And up. don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask because it's out there. There is help. Craig yeah. and I will personally help you if you feel like you're in a predicament. We yeah. will find resources and ways to help. Message Laura first if she's busy. Then message me. <laughs> I don't check my Instagram as much. I so. check mine all, all the time. <laughs> yeah. She she she'll delegate. <laughs> Yeah. Messages to me and James. I know I love I like I like helping. Yeah. 
Is that it? I think so. That's it for this week's episode. Out of Range is a production of Beta Cell and is produced by me and Laura. Craig does all of our recording and editing. Subscribe to Beta Cell wherever you listen to podcasts to get Out of Range delivered automatically on your phone every week. Love what we do? Support us on Patreon and we'll send you some swag. Visit betacellpodcast.com forward slash supporters for more info. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. And this is Out Out of of Range. Range. Did I get you those socks? No, these are a different pair. Oh.